You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, Alex. Hey, Nick. <sighs> so Halloween time is approaching. It's almost here. It is. I mean, it's scary how close it is. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore that fucking pun. I'm just going to keep talking because uh, that's dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but Halloween is here. And um, I just wanted to ask you, what is, would you say, the scariest proposition for your future? Like, what's the what's the scariest version of your Halloween? What What potentially happens on your Halloween that would make it the scariest Halloween ever? Halloween is what, on the 31st? That's correct. Knowing that I could stay awake, yep. physically I could stay awake long enough to the election. Yep, yep, yep. There yep. is that little time from Halloween to the election of the next president of the United States. Uh, that is what I will be thinking about on October 31st, yeah. is how close November 3rd is. Yep. Yep, that's that's precisely because, that, because then the next four years becomes uh, an extended Halloween, right? But without the the fun costumes and decorations. Well, I'd say there there are costumes, but they're certainly not fun. They're, yeah, that's uh, a lot a lot of, a lot of masks, a lot, a lot of, masks, of masks, a lot of a lot of white hoods, and, uh, both, and, and both literal and metaphorical masks uh, yeah. that people are wearing. But you know, but, I it's yeah, I, I, I that's exactly what I, I'm glad you picked up on what I was saying because that is exactly where my mind went was just like good lord <laughs> this is we're staring down the barrel some really scary shit but you know you know what gave me hope uh was What's number one number one Biden's town hall I love Biden's town hall I, okay. I thought it was beautifully done and uh number two uh Borat man I can't I can't <laughs> wait <laughs> I can't wait. Did you hear about that? Dude, I am so excited. Rudy Giuliani. That yeah. Was yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Let's go. Brilliant. Let's go. And, you know, it's you get your licks in where you can. And any time that you can catch Rudy Giuliani touching himself on a, on a hotel bed, I'd say that's a win. You know, that's a win. So uh, good for you, Borat. You really, uh, really <laughs> saved the day there. <laughs> Oh God! I wish Please. I had a pun or something to, <laughs> to cap I, that off, but I don't. I, I, I got a I'm just pun sitting for here you. thinking about Rudy Giuliani touching himself now. Yeah, I got a pun for you. I got a pun for All you. All right, go for it. Joe Biden, please win. Little Justin, little Justin, little Justin. Fuck yeah! <laughs> please win. Joe. Biden, please win. win. Please. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to Little Justice, the uh, the election anxiety podcast. Like the cold um, opens just evolved into us like talking about how terrified we are for the future. Absolutely. <laughs> which, which, you know, it's, is the only energy that exists anymore is like political anxiety. Political anxiety. And, and I would say that, you know, I think that both of us um, do a good job of trying to forge our own way. You, you in the world of real estate, which is yeah. pretty incredible. Uh, you've been doing some some amazing stuff, uh, developing some, some. I have been. I've been pivoting because, like, who who knows what the future holds, right? I thought I should I, I should do something that's gonna gonna you know last a while, something that's gonna carry me forward in my life instead of you know because when you're when you're freelancing and you're doing work on projects, really at any level. You do the work, you put the work in, 
and you have an end result and then you set that aside and move on to the next one and then you have a result with real estate though what i'm finding is like you do a project and then you move on to the next one but the last one you did is is now part of what you're doing right you hang on to it it continues to to produce things for you uh so you can build it bigger and bigger and and uh i'm enjoying the process it's it's a lot like filmmaking it's collaborative there's a lot of people there's a lot of stuff to learn uh there's a lot of nuance there's a lot of creativity um yeah. And I'm lucky enough to be able to, to do that. So let me ask you this, Alex, you know, with this, you know, yeah, you, you have, you have the funds to do it. Is it something that, that you would suggest that everyone get into, or is it, is it for a specific brain? Yes. Yes. To both. There is a plethora of stuff out there. I started, um, the, if, if you just Google real estate, I assume the first thing that's going to pop up is uh, a company called bigger pockets. Um, which they have a podcast and they have books and they have all this stuff is this guy, Brandon Turner and his whole team of people um, that really make it kind of an accessible process. Right. But it's, it's real estate's a living, breathing thing, right? Everybody needs a place to live. So it's always going to be relevant. Uh, But it changes based on where you are, like literally to the block that you're on, right? The value and, and utility of a home on one block is different from a house across the street in in minor ways but the the you know if you project it out then yes across the country like there's just so much there's so much variability and then you know you can buy a house cash and turn it around with cash you can go to a bank and get a loan you can get private money you can get like there's so many different ways to approach each step of it in terms of acquiring a property in terms of uh working on a property renovating it in terms of refinancing it uh renting it out you know, how you go about it and how you do it. You know, you hear a lot of stories of people who they start with nothing, right? They don't have people who have $5,000 in savings uh, find a way through either, you know, getting somebody to front them a loan, getting, you know, get, finding a way to, to acquire a building in their name that rents out. Um, and then you start a little cash flow, you know, even if it's $10 a month that you have at the end of all the mortgage payments and all that, like if you, uh, do that a lot, then that grows and grows and grows. And every time you do it, it, the pile gets a little bit bigger. So I think people would be surprised if they just did the research themselves, how accessible and able they are to, to, to dive into real estate. Yeah. It, it really is something that I think, um, you know, has always like, it's, it's interested me, but I also, you know, I find that like, for me, number one, my brain power is always going into like, like writing like that's just that's just my go-to that's my go-to like fallback job which is funny because it's not even a fallback job do you mean like it's, it's, it's you have to make it a job first well, well that's that because that, i'm i'm the same way right like i i try to write all the time the kind of the reason i'm doing this uh and i'm putting a lot of work into it like it's it's every day i wake up my properties are on the east coast so i'm waking up to phone calls from contractors and you know whatever but eventually right like i was saying before like the pile builds eventually it's going to put me in a place where uh, I if I want to go off and write a book, if I want to go off and write a screenplay or make a movie, uh, and take six months, I know that behind the scenes, I've I'm I'm still making money. Like I'm stabilizing the income source. It's going to take years and years and years to get to the point where I don't need to worry about finding a job or anything like that. But I'm building it, you know, moving forward because it's going to enable the more creative pursuits down yeah. the road. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. I mean, it's really and and I know that you've worked so hard with it, and I know that I have really, and. Really- 
uh, yeah. sugar sugar on top. Uh, my wife is a, an architect and designer, so we together have been. She's been really helping a lot in terms of making floor plans and and renderings, and like it's become kind of a family project. So it's uh yeah, it's great. Look at you! You like a like a regular Sears and Roebuck, like a regular Sears, Sears and Roebuck. And Roebuck. It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing, I'll just go with yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> you're like that. Uh, are you so so? Are you? Is this something? Is real estate something that you're interested in pursuing? Yeah, uh, you know it's interesting, dude. Real estate for me, I. It's so funny. I you know I just had a, a friend who I actually want to bring on this podcast. This guy Rob McClure, who is a amazing uh actor big kind of broadway legend uh tv film guy as well um and he was talking about just the idea of like that the idea of a of a backup job doesn't exist that it's like really we just need to get this thing out of our head of like we're either working in theater all the time or working in arts all the time and or we're not successful Right. And he's like, if you if you need to do something else, like if you if your joy is found in putting food on your table that night, whatever you need to do to put food on your table, do it. I, I here's here's what here's what I want. I, I definitely want I'm definitely in a place where I'm like, yeah, I want my money to work for me. I, I've saved up a lot of money. I want I want to put that money to work. I want that money to grow. I want to invest in something that then, you know does some work for me in the stock market seems like an interesting place to do that. I don't know enough about it and I don't trust it yet to, um, to do that. So housing is certainly an interesting thing to look at. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm more, I think right now where my mind is at is like, let me see what my, just my artistic hustle gets me. Um, mm-hmm. you know I mean? Just cause it's, it's, it's served me thus far and, and it seems to still be, you know, giving me traction well, it's, like it's not like you have to stop doing what you want to be doing in order to pursue something like real estate or investment you know it, it's kind of it's kind of geared because like i was talking about different there's different levels of entry right there's different entry points where you can either go full bore like i'm doing kind of uh where everything all day is invested in trying to make this thing successful but there's always houses for sale and there's always people needing to rent them like you can buy a house that's ready to go and rent it out to somebody who wants it and have a property manager watching it doing very, very little work. Um, there are things like real estate investment trusts, REITs, uh, where it's literally just investing in the in the rental market, in the housing market instead of the stock market. Uh, there are trusts that are built out of property holding companies. Um, there's all these a lot of different ways to do it. And I think it's a lot more stable than the stock market. Um, 2008 is maybe uh, an exception. But people yeah. are always going to need a place to live. So, yeah, no it it seems like it seems like there's definitely a lot there to to consider and and you know and to try. I mean, my thing when I say like is it is it you know um like like and I I like that what you said about having different entry points because that's my thing is like I the amount of time I put into this side of my life like I was like I just don't you know the amount of work that you've put into it I'm like do I have time to do that with everything yeah. that I'm trying to get going. But, my, but again, mine is mine is a little absurd because I've pivoted completely, right? I'm I'm not taking freelance work. If someone approached me with a job that didn't pay what I needed or what I felt like, I would turn it down right now. Yep. 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 But dude, so, I mean, look, listen, you're you're happy. You're you know, you're you know, you're a you're a you're I would a, I would take that job and I would I would slash it. You know, I'm taking all the unnecessary stuff in my life and slashing 
it. We really need to work on these fucking transitions because it's it's not only that like <laughs> I'm not even saying they're bad. What I'm saying is like it's just it just it, it cuts off the flow of con- like who said I was ready for you to transit? You know what I mean? Like maybe well, I wanted how, to ask how you. Okay, we could keep we could keep no, going. No, no, I just no, think no, no, no. We know, fucking we're, transition. We're about fifteen no, minutes fucking, in now. We're about no, we fifteen fucking minutes transition. in now. We fucking transition. We're in it. We're in it. I was going to talk about Fifty Cent and how he looks like a Republican now, but I don't even want to talk about that. I do not want to talk about Fifty yeah. Cent and how he looks like a Republican. I'll get angry. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about that. We just make me angry. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We can talk about we can talk about uh, the theme for today, which is uh, slasher films. The slasher, the slasher film. films. Very Halloweeny. Um, very, very Hollywood. Uh, That's the whole point. We're doing this. This is yeah, a, this is a Halloween, Halloween episode, episode, guys. It's our first Halloween episode. This Politics and real estate investment, and and, and slasher, slasher movies. films. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be the. Uh, I'll make that the uh, the, the tagline <laughs> for this episode. Politics, real estate, slasher movies. Um, but you know, so yeah, the slasher film is. It's very interesting because uh, you know the slasher film is actually the one horror film that I can watch. I have no. I just. I don't find these scary at all. Like I yeah. truly don't, you know, it, it, they, they are so fun and, and at this point formulaic, um, you know, and, and that, that was the thing like, like slasher as a genre does have a specific formula, you know I mean? Like what, what are the things, like, what are the things just off the top of your head that you think go into a slasher film? What makes a slasher film? Uh, I think it needs to start with characters who are not involved in the threat at all. Yep. Yep. I think yep. the threat needs to be a separate entity that cuts into, slashes its way into an otherwise I- idyllic or normal situation, right? It, it's the disruption of, of the norm. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly, this, it, you know what it is? It, it's, it's that disruption. It's also the, the focus is, is, in a way, more on the killer than it is on the care, than it is on your protagonist, right? You have your, what what is kind of, you know, at this yes. point out outdatedly named the final girl right like right like, which is you know could be could be a guy could be anybody right the final character to kind of survive out of as everyone's picked off but um really it it, it you know that that kind of idea that the the killer is this force that yeah. is coming to i mean I, w- I would say the final girl thing is is a trope i wouldn't say that applies to all slasher movies no like there's not this, at all. this idea that you start as a group it's usually like teenage-esque uh, people, uh, I, I took a horror class in, in college, and I remember we we kind of talked about how these movies are actually metaphors for punishing sex. Right? It's always yes. the virgin who's the last one to survive, 100%. surrounded by fr- you. Know, you go off to to the campsite, the cabin, whatever, and everybody's if you're if you have sex, you're gonna die. Yeah. Um. And and it's and that you know that that uh it follows, which we've talked about on here before. Yep. Uh, does that you know it kind of turns so. that on its head. Um, but I don't think that that that's necessary for a slasher film. I think that it just got comfortable in that in that area. That's because it works. The formula works. You get beautiful people, and then you you stab a knife through them. Well, that's and, and that's that's the idea, right? Is it's it's beautiful people. You're watching beautiful, often horny people, um, being murdered one by one. Uh, and, and it's, you know, but it's, it's different from like a psychologically horror film or a psychological horror film or, um, you know, a thriller in that it, it, it is, you know, slash it does, it does evoke, you do want some sort of sharp object in there or, or just a sense of, yeah, you know, like, like something. <laughs> yeah, do, do you think the slash is important? The literal slash? I, th- like, I th- think it, 
I think it's absolutely important that there be there be at least one attack with a knife. I think that that the idea of being of a blade, right? Because yep. you think about it, you think about all these movies, like something sharp at some point has to. Right. That is what so has to be. Of, yeah, it has to be something that they they can keep in their hand because the yeah. the threat is this thing is stalking towards you. This thing is pursuing you yes. with yes. with an identifiable object because it's not just the person that you're afraid of right like yes. would a slasher movie work with just a really strong person who strangles everybody i'm like maybe uh, if he was really big <laughs> maybe maybe i mean you know I, honestly like could but like it's 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 also that thing right where so much of the fun of a slat you know a, a strangle it's it's the immediacy of the death that's kind of right. that's kind of the fun of not the fun of it's terrible. We're talking about people being murdered and being like, oh, it's fun, but well, it is. But they, I mean, if you stop and think about it like that, yes, it's terrible. Yes, but yeah. you got to put that aside. You got to put aside that okay, it's it's elevated above reality, right? It it puts it in a, in a cartoony nature, you know, so that you can enjoy the jump thrills and yelling. And that's why the characters in the move in these movies are usually so stupid and make so many mistakes. Right where they they just they run into the dark room instead of away, uh, because it's then you yell at the screen. Right, going to a late night mo- slasher movie like in a theater with people is the most fun thing ever because everyone's involved in just like screaming at the screen like you idiot, what are you doing? Like, um, and you forget that it's actually you know it's human beings being slaughtered. Yeah, it really and it goes back right. I mean, and you know, speaking on that that idea of the sexuality and the fear. Um, yeah, let's know, talk yeah. about sex and fear. Let's talk about sex and fear, guys. Let's talk about that shit. It's hot. It's fucking hot. Sex and fear, sex and fear, sex and fear. You like that? Weird. I do. Weird, right? Um, But, you know, going back to the idea of, um, of, you know, that goes back to the Hayes Code in the 1930s where those things were banned from art and film. And then, you know, as the times went on, there was almost an explosion of that, especially in the 60s and 70s. And that's when these movies started coming to light, right? Was this kind of, you know, this kind of out of the free love movement, out of the craziness of the late 60s came, you come into 74 and all of a sudden people are, you know, people want to see these very visceral things on a screen and, and kind of have fun because cause think about what's happening, Vietnam. And like, also you had a period where like every friggin' civil leader that you had was killed in a very public way, you know? So, so kind of being able to be comfortable with blood and with, um, with with violence i think was yeah was necessary but yeah you know this idea and think about think about what these early slasher films were these kids you know these like you said the interruption of stasis these i these kids and i an idyllic idyllic landscape be it at their high school or at their camp you know where they feel so safe and then all of a sudden something comes in to disturb them is that not what this what the late 60s were you know this this period where everyone felt safe and then all of a sudden there was just all this agitation that just lets you know that you weren't reality safe. comes comes in do, yeah. do you think that there's an extension of the ghost story because obviously ghost stories have been around a lot longer than slasher movies this idea of of someone sitting there telling you like this person's gonna come get you and you're gonna die like this you know that you're I think being it's hunted that you're under certainly threat. certainly an idea of revenge Certainly an idea of, of things, you know, I, I think, you know, going back to like Edgar Allan Poe and the, what's that, the, uh, the telltale heart, the you know, this heart, idea, yeah. the things that you can't, suppression. I think whenever there's an, I think whenever you have a story about mm. suppression, 
I think that that's when these these themes come up because it's the things that you're trying to ignore or the things that the things that you're you know that you're running from um you know, it, it really, and that's a theme that you'll find in a lot of these movies are, are people who, and again, we're talking about these movies like they're, they're, I mean, I think they are high art in a way, but these movies are popcorn movies, you know, they're fun. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're not meant to be overanalyzed, but like there is a, a consistency in these films where the people who are your leads are, you know, whether it's, you know, not going all the way with their boyfriend or girlfriend or, or, you know, not, not accepted at school like there's something that they are that causes a little bit of suppression and this killer is almost like takes the form of that um suppressed energy and that's you know that that right. that need you know so it really is kind of a cool way to look at look at those years look at those teenage years and uh so does does a film does a film like it follows where where the thing coming to kill you is not even maybe a physical being with a weapon but you know, or or even a movie like uh like the fog, or a movie where where it's a group of people being slowly picked off by some outside force that's not understood. Like, do those movies count as slashers in a way, or or is the figure with the weapon what makes a slasher? I don't. Th- I think the figure with the weapon is a trope of a slasher. I don't think it is what makes the slasher. I think. I, I think that the the reason it follows I don't consider it a slasher is because it's not quite frankly I think number one it's not necessarily gory enough like slasher you need that you need that there's something slasher to me when I think slasher it's got to be an element of camp gotta be yeah okay there's you know what I mean like it's not it's it's it follows is like an art house horror movie right so the style yeah. the style is a big part of the it style is a huge part of it huge part of it and uh, and and also just that sense of you know i think that the other thing it follows doesn't have it does have people being picked off but it's not like a group of people that one by one get picked off that's kind of the fun of a slasher as well is like you know who's gonna survive who are the who is who are the last two standing? Do you know I mean yeah. out of this kind of crazy cast of characters? Who are the last standing? And and it follows really doesn't have that as much as it has. Like I mean, certainly people in that group get picked off, but not in the same way where you're counting down to the final final quote unquote right. girl. Um, you know. So yeah, and the fog, same thing. I think I think the fog is is you know definitely a a horror movie, but I don't think it's a slasher. You know, um, and and yeah, I say or, that you know, I mean, because you, know, you could you could translate it even to something like Jurassic Park, <laughs> yeah, you know, or or a yeah. movie like that, or or uh, what's that M Night Shyamalan one with the where the wind is coming for you? Oh, the happening, the yeah. happening, <laughs> which we we just need. I to guess that's more of a disaster movie. I need to watch it again. That's that one. Movie, that's one that I want to do. I want to do uh, a series where we just we watch movies and talk through them. You know, yeah. uh, what's that? that what's movie? the show where they do that? Something three thousand mystery science theater. Oh, yeah, mystery science theater. No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it is a disaster movie. It's also just a disaster of a movie. A disaster uh, of a movie. Of a movie, yeah, but like, I, I mean, and I, and I and I love it. No, I love it. It's so fun. I mean, and like, part of me wonders. I really do wonder if he was trying to make a B movie, like, like just a really strange. Because like, he just didn't. Com- My thing is like, he didn't commit to either one hard enough for me to know. I read. What I read an opinion do. that the happening was a reaction to his critics. <laughs> it I was just that. a complete like fuck you to the critics of like you know what you want me to make an M Night Shyamalan movie I'm gonna make you the most M Night Shyamalan movie possible without giving a shit like you know oh my god but it's so it was crazy. kind of temporary career suicide but yeah yeah a happening it it happened 
it happened. It did happen. Um, so, okay, so slasher movies. So you don't find them scary. So last time we did a horror episode, it was tough because we both watched them at two in the morning. Yeah, I uh, like And that. it was actually like these that. movies are meant to, to scare the crap out of you. But there's yeah. no hesitation going into a slasher movie, even though it's Not meant to really. scare you, even though there's gore, even though it has a lot of the same elements of like a horror movie. No, but uh, there's no apprehension. There's no apprehension because a slasher film is fun. Like the very, like the very nature of it is not about. It's actually it's it's a fun scare. Hereditary is meant to traumatize you. Hereditary is not fun. Hereditary is is trying to hurt you. Hereditary yeah. says you're gonna come, in, you're gonna sit down. I'm gonna punch you in the face. And and slasher films, I think, um, you know, are kind of opposite. It's 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 like you're gonna have like we're just kind of we there's a wink to the audience. There's like a slight wink. Right. Where like I know that this is you know. Um, and, and yeah, I love, I, you know, Sarah loves them. You know, Sarah's been watching them all throughout, uh, October, you know, I think Sarah's one of those people for whom October 1st, to October 31st is all Halloween. It's Halloween time. Is she doing it's all right Halloween. without Mickey's not so scary Halloween? She is coping. She's coping. Yeah. It's not, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. It's not as bad as it could be. Um, you know, so she's definitely coping, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just certainly a thing of, you know, having to really. Oh, I yawned there. You must be boring me, Alex. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No, uh, I think it's. I think it's. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Like it, you know, we. It's just fun. It's just fun. It's just it's watching stupid teens say stupid shit, and and watching these adults like not believe them and. And, and just these horrible situations. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick advertisement break to, to pay for things. But when we come back, we will have some money, 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 money movie money. choices for you. We will be right back. And we are back. We are back. We are back. It, it, the movie that I picked is actually, it's tr- it's actually, it's arguably not necessarily a slasher movie but i mean it, i think it is i think it is i think it follows all the rules of a slasher film and i think it was marketed as a slasher film um because of the era in which it came out but i don't think it is it actually is you want to you want to lay it out you want to just yeah. get started yeah let's get started let's see so we open on a black screen we hear a familiar guitar riff <laughs> cover but it's not it's not like the actual people sing it. it's a cover and then we hear we don't need no education we open on a football field oh my god yep (laughs) wait please tell me that that this is what i think it is it does it have it does it have robert patrick as a football coach yes and it has elijah wood in it yes it does Yes, I it does. Believe <laughs> that we this is don't this is need no. Okay, so this is a good this is a good thing. So the the movie is of course the faculty. The faculty. The faculty. I need to leave story. I have no page one. Well, we found a new phylum in biology. It's bizarre, really bizarre. Mister Furlong thinks it might be a new species. Ooh, let me race to the stands for that issue. Why do you rag on me so much? What did I do? Nothing. It's just your fate. You're that geeky Stephen King kid. There's one of you in every school. We can't go in here. 
Come on, Casey, you're with me. Be brave. I cannot tell you guys, I love this movie so deeply. I remember this movie. I've watched this movie a lot a long time ago. I haven't seen it in a very long time. It was like right in the period it was it was supposed to be seen, right? Yeah. Like high school, like early high school, where you think <sighs> that Josh Hartnett's like the cool bad the boy. Coolest. And the, there's the cheerleaders. Uh, and it's like you kind of buy into that whole high school hierarchy nonsense. And the, the, Usher the was there. Are, Usher, Usher shows was up. just there. Usher just like what? Up. Didn't he just show up and she's all that too? Yes. Was that Usher? No, it was. It was. I mean, was it Cisco and she's all that? I don't know. No, don't he's know. like he's like the morning DJ at the school. Oh yes, he is. Yes, he is. Like yes, he, is. <laughs> he yes. just shows up. Um, the faculty. Okay, well, so for people who haven't seen it, lay lay it out. What is it? So the faculty is. This is why I say it's not a slasher because it opens like a slasher. It opens on, you know. You know, you have um, this 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 football coach, you know, being a hard ass to his to his players, and then he's approached by like some mysterious figure, and he's like, "Yeah, what do you want?" And then we cut to later, the teachers are having a meeting, and the principal, played by BB Newworth, is warning everybody that uh, that uh, you know it's they can't they don't have funding for anything but football. Football is the only thing that the school can handle right now. No no money for the drama club. They make this funny joke about uh, how you know. The, the students had their hearts set on guys and dolls this year and people know where it's like well maybe if they use the set from our town which is like <laughs> it's just brilliant it's brilliant little theater humor um you know but yeah just the idea that football is what is making this town run this ohio town and she is locking up for the night and uh piper laurie as the drama teacher is like the last to leave uh with her but then she forgot her purse in the office she goes back to the office and robert patrick as the coach is there and he is like you look really pretty tonight and she's like go home coach you're drunk sleep it off but he is like changed like he's not the same coach that we saw in the beginning he is like horny and like weird he takes a pencil and shoves it through her hand and starts chasing her around the school and Basically, from there, that's like the most slasher esque moment, right? But from but from there, it, it becomes a body snatchers movie, essentially, where this alien form is taking over the school, and and is you know they there's like these little slugworms that like get into your ears, and that's what took over the coach, and now it's taken over the principal, and Elijah Wood plays our young virgin who's like at the center of this, and uh, and he has like it's basically like the Breakfast Club mixed with invasion of the body snatchers that's the best way to describe it um you have like the the entire cast of like high school characters you have the 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 nerdy virgin the jock the the cool bad boy the new girl the cheerleader uh the um the like the goth chick chick. (laughs) and they're all battling these aliens um and i do like that this film does that 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 puts all of those different archetypes together like working together oh, it's my favorite I, it's my favorite it's but so it, cool i think you're right in that i don't think it is a slasher film i think it's an alien film i think it's a monster movie right because it is body snatchers it is and 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 the it's not a singular if it was a singular alien like alien the movie alien yes. is a slasher movie yes but i think that's because there is a singular uh well, danger yeah, well, I think, but I think it is. There is a singular danger, and in, in that it's the alien, right? It's it's 
and 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 also because it shifts right i think that's the beauty of the film is that right. it, it kind of almost goes back to that i what's that movie with denzel washington uh, is it fallen where where uh the the devil keeps jumping bodies and so you never know oh, who maybe. the bad guy is that's the idea right because because i think the i think what makes the movie great in its body snatcher form is that you really actually don't see a lot of aliens. Like you see the big alien at the end, like the queen alien. Yeah. But so much of it is just these, you're just being chased by people you trust. What if one of us was an alien right now? How would we know? He's right. How do I know you're really Casey? How do I know you're really you? Body snatchers, humans became emotionless. They completely lost their identities. The coach had emotion. I mean, he's usually a real hard ass, but he, he was different somehow. His behavior was slightly odd. Like a star quarterback who mysteriously quits the football team? What are you doing, Delilah? I'm just pointing out your slightly odd behavior, Stan. You've been acting really weird the last couple of days. I'm not an alien. I'm discontent. It's like this, and that's what made it a slasher film to me, is that it really is almost like this entity that just takes over and, and all these people kind of start acting in this very specific way. You know, fam, my favorite is Famke Jansen as... Uh, as the the hist- uh, English teacher who Josh Hartnett's character Zeke you know is giving a hard time in her class and she's like this meek English teacher you know just try or you know what was what, like she's like there's this scene in the beginning where she's like trying to uh, it's this great scene where she's she's like what was um this this author's or this character uh, oh my god I forget the character's name but what this was is riveting great- retelling shut up <laughs> what was his greatest fear and like zeke like gives her a hard time in class but but uh has the answer because he's like the badass who's actually secretly smart and all the shit and then like when she be- when she gets overtaken like she becomes like this freaking vampirella do you know like d- gets rid of the- i love how like whenever anybody needs to turn sexy in a movie they like just have them take off their glasses it's like right. the stupidest freaking thing but like <laughs> like she's like walking around the school like her golden eye character zenia on the top and like you know basically molesting these students um and just and pretty disturbing in and of itself oh it's terrifying it's ridiculous and she's talking about like condoms and stuff it's look weird yeah um but she but the chase scenes are it's not a monster movie in that like there is no mo- it really is it feels like a slasher movie it feel like like all the set pieces feel like slasher movie set pieces you're trapping them in the school bus you're trapping them in the gym you're trapping them in the locker room you're trapping right i mean like it's not about and it's it's places that should i think maybe one of the ideas of a slasher movie too is that places that should be safe aren't right the neighbor halloween takes place in the neighborhood you live in yeah friday the 13th is at at camp exactly and that's what i mean that's what makes it you know for casey for elijah wood's character who is very much kind of our pov character i wouldn't even call him the lead but i definitely call him the central character um i think that's we're seeing so much of it through his eyes and his eyes are somebody who's very scared of high school like it it is a representation of what he's going through where he like he's he's not new to the school i think he's a junior or or sophomore at this point in the in the in the movie but but the idea that like he's never fit in and and what it takes to make friends, you know, there's this recurring theme with, you know, I think it's a very breakfast club theme of like all these kids from like these different archetypes trying to be yeah. more than their archetype. And, you know, the cheerleader is also the editor of the school paper. The goth girl 
you know, secretly likes sports. Um, the sports guy doesn't want to be a sports guy. The nerd nerdy kid wants to be a cool kid. The, 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 you know, the, um, the cool badass, um, you know, is, is actually, you know, it has been held back for four years. You mean like, yeah. well, so, so like what's, what's the, um, the, the central theme around a body snatcher type movie is, is, what you think is real is not right. The the thing yeah. that you think it is, it's actually something. Right? It's it's the thing, the movie, yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's the same the same idea of of you can't trust anything, and that that correlates so directly to the high school experience, right? Of these students who are are looking at the world around them and and having concerns about yeah. what it actually means. Who it actually is your teacher? What who is this coach? Like, what do I? Who am I? What do I want to be? Yeah. Um, and translating that fear into something. And that and that terrifies them. And and also the idea of you know I think I think the the one thing that doesn't that doesn't play in as strongly to this movie that maybe doesn't make it a slasher movie is the sexuality, right? The sexuality in in this movie is it's not about horny kids fucking. I mean, they, they definitely all have crushes on each other. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's not necessarily about like, ooh, let's find the the lake, you know, the the, the cabin by the lake so we can all you know sleep together. But much. but but the expectation for that is there and it subverts it, which I think is just as important, right? Yes, it's, it's coming from the teacher instead of the students, and the and the the jock who should be caring about that doesn't, yeah, right? Exactly. And and the the drug guy, right? The the druggie who's usually the fuck up stoner guy is actually the one seduce, you know, who's who's not seducing but being seduced by the teacher and is is the sexual you know yeah. target. Um, he messes yeah. with all those. I mean, and the to me the the best sequence in this film the 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 part when i knew that this movie that this movie was like really playing with that idea of camp and playing with that idea of fun and like truly i look back at like this movie's aesthetic and like my aesthetic and i'm like wow these are so aligned um in so many ways is the goddamn snorting uh yeah. scene <laughs> so <laughs> they find they figure out that like this alien life form that is inhabiting their friends can be you can the kind of the the litmus test to see if you've been if you've been taken over is that the alien needs a wet environment to live so if you dry out your body the <laughs> the alien will freak out so they're like oh well we can just snort snort Adderall and and Zeke has been you know the the badass stoner has been selling Adderall in pens like these like he has like this I no-dose. still remember the pens Oh my god, dude! I used oh, like, uh, it yeah. is literally my favorite, and they all so they literally just have the scene where they all just snort Adderall, <laughs> like <laughs> because that makes sense. That'll that'll dry out your body to a degree that the oh alien. Oh my god, won't. it's oh my so god. good. What about you, Zeke, how do we know you're not one of those fucking things? Don't get high mustache, man. Fuck that, man! You're taking it. <laughs> You're taking it. <laughs> now what the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with him, you asshole. He's tweaking. Let him fucking tweak. Now you. It's so good. I just I love that movie so much, man. It it just the makes faculty. me the faculty and 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 Elijah Wood as the final girl. You know what I mean, like. I think that I, it, I do love that too, that he's the nerdy virgin. <laughs> yep. 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 It really is a excellent film. Excellent film. Yeah. Can't say it enough. The faculty by Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Williamson.
holy shit, it was Robert Rodriguez, wasn't it? Of course. I mean, that's why I half that cast is in Sin City. forgot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all yeah, like it's wow. and, and you watch it and it's literally I mean, he has such a distinct style of filming. It's like filmed yeah. like all his other movies. It's so yeah. I mean, it's it's a very stylish movie that scene uh, the football field. I remember from the trailer cuz this was right in that era where every teen movie had some like rock band do an associated yes. song with the music video was just clips from the movie. And so like a lot of the shots in the movie are made for music videos. Like oh the, my God, the, yeah. the whole football team is crowded around the coach outside in the rain and lightning yep. and the alien like tentacles are coming out of his face. As oh my slowly God. Pushing so in. Like, good. So dramatic. It's so <laughs> good. So extra. <laughs> I love but it so much. Oh man. Yeah, Wonderful. man. The fact I want to watch it again. I'll Dude, find a, a VHS copy and watch it in my basement when I'm supposed to be asleep. I'll I'll do you one better. I got it on uh, Google Play. I'll just give you my password. There you go. Watching it on Google Play is not one better than a VHS in my basement at all. At, at all. eleven years old. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, so my choice actually, I, I wouldn't say it goes against some of the uh, the rules that we've defined here. Um, but it definitely presents them in a different way and a little more seriously. Like it's a little more, there's a lot more to break down than there usually is in a slasher movie. Okay. Uh, I think especially now these days. Um, and there actually is a new version of it coming out. So that just speaks to that. But we'll see if you can get it and then uh, we'll talk into it. So we start on a bird's eye view of a street, a busy city street running through Chicago. And you hear Philip Glass music, that repetitive Philip Glass music. It's haunting. It's something weird about it. It's repetitive, makes you uncomfortable as we just slowly pan bird's eye down the Chicago street. Credits roll over top. Then you hear a voice and it's a woman telling a story saying that she heard from a friend of a friend something that happened this is the scariest story i've ever heard something that happened in the cabrini green something that happened in the cabrini green yep yep good boy good for you and it starts the same way you said right punishing punishing sex yes uh this girl is babysitting and a guy comes over not her boyfriend but the guy that she's actually interested in that, you know, the bad boy, she wants to give it up to and they go up to the bedroom, the bathroom and they start making out. She says, I want to show you something like, have Jeez. you ever heard of? Oh, God. Have you ever heard of Candyman? No. Well, his right hand is sawn off. He has a hook jammed in the bloody stump. And if you look in the mirror and you say his name five times. He'll appear behind you, breathing down your neck. You want to try it? So Billy began. He looked in the mirror and he said, Candyman. 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 The Candyman. The Candy. The Candyman. The Candyman. Can I tell you, so so what's his fucking name who just won the Emmy playing Dr. Manhattan? Um, uh, yeah, let me see what his name is. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, who is going to be in this Candyman and who I'm pretty certain is playing the son of Candyman in this movie. Um, 
in this remake. Oh, you think coming. so? Oh, I yeah. Think the tra- the trailer is very different from very different. It's, but it's but, different. Yeah, but it, but it, it feels it feels like a continuation of the story. Yes, and um, not just like a regular re- a reboot, but um, you know, I think it's it's this 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 wonderful film that in the same way that like I think you know it's it's funny because it yes it is it a black horror movie kind of technically it uses black folklore and black mythology but it actually isn't over like like aside from the fact that this was a that this man was born out of like a hate crime the movie itself is 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 i mean yes it's, it's, it's a, interesting it's about gentrification there, go ahead it's a it's about a lot and i yeah. was trying it's it's maybe the third time ever that I've, I watched it this morning. Yeah. Um, and it was again, one of the movies that we watched in our horror class as like moving through the decades of, of, you know, important horror movies as you go, uh, because it, there is, there is so obviously baked into it, criticism and observation on, you know, on, on, urban disparity yeah. and the black experience and the white experience in, in relationship to the black experience, yep. um, gentrification and, you know, the projects and, and um, the whole movie, you know, the, it, it, it's a, so for those of you who haven't seen it, it's about a woman uh, doing her college thesis on urban folklore. And she, she finds a story about this person, the candy man who kills you. Um, if you say his name five times into a mirror, right? That's the thing. Say Candyman five times into yep. a mirror and he shows up and he kills you with his hook hand. Very basic. Uh, but it, it narrows very quickly where it's not just like, it's not like Bloody Mary or whatever, where anywhere you are at any time you say this and he appears. It's like, it's located literally in this housing project. Yes. In Chicago. And the whole movie, you know, at this housing project, every time you see it, it's, it's sitting in the shadow of, of Sears Tower. It's always like like they really put a focus on this is where it's happening, this is who it's happening to. Yes. Um, but but it's not if you really try to break apart like what are they saying? There are so many different ways you could interpret it. There's there's not like a definitive statement even being made, which I think it works. I, my interpretation is that it it works when it, it shouldn't or that it wasn't intentional. Yeah, it it really should not come together as well as it does. Um yeah. Because it really it's saying it is saying a lot, but it's also just a, just a good horror movie. But it's not even like a that's the thing. It's not even like it's a not, slasher. It's not a it's it's a slasher, and that the Candyman has a hook hand. Yeah, and he's slashing people, but it's not a group of people he's after no. really. But he does kill a group of people. He does. It's more and it's in- not and the and the girl who survives doesn't survive at all, uh, and she actually just gets taken over by him, and she's the one who actually slashed. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. all, it's all very, and, and so that leaves you, you know, with, with so, with doing so many things differently, it leads you to think like, why, like, what is this actually about? And there is no clear answer to it. No, it's, it, but it feels right. <laughs> well, and that's, that's what the thing, I think it is a very satisfying movie to watch because I think, I think what it does is it just, it just asks it, I think brilliantly, it just asks a lot of questions and doesn't, yeah. doesn't answer them, but it asks, it asks the questions it asks is, gentrification is urban decay and urban you know is that is that something that's preventable it, you know it, this the ask the question of this white woman kind of looking at like this this dying urban culture as like almost like a like an anthropologist right you know, what what is her implicitness in this well so i read an interesting article about this in relationship to this movie and i think 
it's one of those things that is unintentionally modern, right? It should be yeah. like a hashtag unintentionally modern. Um, it's obviously not saying these things given the time it was made, but it says it now, clear as day, in that our main character, right? This this grad student white woman who goes into the projects, you know, confidently and all of that and, and inserts herself into these people's lives to figure out what she wants to figure out. She's the bad guy. Yeah. She's the evil form. Because what happens is uh, it's it's about this myth, right? It's this myth that's built up I- inside of a culture that this woman's not a part of, that she goes hunting to try to tell the story, even though it's not even about her. And by the end of the movie, she becomes the new Candyman, right? She's murdered and she becomes the new... The Candyman yep. takes her and she becomes the new story. So it's about this white woman who's in, who's taken something that doesn't belong to her, right? She This whole element of of the Candyman who who died at the hands uh, of, you know, a racist mob of white men um, and then became a legend within his own circle Yep. uh, And affected them directly, right? The people were getting murdered in this complex. Um, She takes that, goes, puts herself in the middle of it and then takes the story over. And the movie sets up moving forward. Now it's about her now, right? Yep. Forget about all these other people who like, they triumphantly march to her funeral at the end. Like it's some big thing. Like, Oh, she came in and saved our lives and all that. Like it's, it's, this is how I know the movie is not trying to say this. The movie doesn't really get it because she, she ends up as the white savior, even though it's the complete opposite sort of thing. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like a mix of both almost like she's, she's the white savior and the new ghost. Right. And, um, and and what I love is that the new the new movie is including her story. I don't think Virginia Madsen's playing her again, but I think but she is absolutely a part of the So lore. it's like a, a continuation it's of it. It's very yeah. much continuation. Yeah, it's not it's set in the same world, same Did you know we we went to school with Nia DaCosta? Did you know that she was a year or two under us at Tish? I did not, but it doesn't surprise me. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um so yeah, awesome. no. The, the so the, the the Yaya is playing the the son um, of the of the the woman the woman the little boy who uh, who yeah the, the dog gets killed. Uh, the, oh, the, the baby of the baby of the woman or yeah, the little kid yes. she talks to the baby the baby because the there's a baby that gets like kidnapped and she saves it from the that that baby that's that's who he's playing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. I'm excited for this to see how they expand. It'll this it'll world. be good. So I think I mean from from a slasher standpoint, I I think it checks enough boxes to be considered a slasher. If you, you know, the Wikipedia says it's a supernatural slasher movie because it it's a guy with a hook, yeah, who's gonna slash you, you know, yeah, uh, run for your life. There's there's like sex, but there's not. Um, yeah, it's I don't it's know. Very very interesting way to look at all this like there's a lot of cool layers that are happening in this movie and i'm late you are not content with the stories so i was obliged to come be my victim be my victim I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. 
lot of layers. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of layers. Well, well, no, that's it, dude. Good. So that's good pretty good. Pick. Good that was pick. pretty good. So, so I mean, what else is out there? Because it's like Scream. I mean, yeah, we didn't Friday do, the Thirteenth. Is, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes, a slasher? Wholeheartedly, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like a I mutilator. So. Like a mutilator. Like yeah, a mutilator slasher. Um, definitely Friday the Thirteenth. Definitely. And then hu- movies like uh, like Hush, or yeah, The yep. Strangers. Yep. Right, these kind of like home violation movies, I feel like have that slasher identity. Yep, Chi- I would I would call Child's Play a slasher. Child's I, Play, but but with the monster. I mean, that's a yeah, yeah. I, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Hellraiser. Scream. Um, Scream is definitely. I mean, Scream, but Scream it, is overt, overtly. Yes. Yeah, it's a toss up. It's almost parody. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. scary movie, you know. Yeah, definitely scary. a really Def- good good yeah. slasher movie. Yep, yep. You know, it's you know, it's also kind of a slasher, um, in a way, or at least was. I, I read a, an article talking about how the original Westworld was actually a very big, um, pre that precursor. Oh, it to it is. Films. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, it's a slasher film. Yeah, because uh, it's about this. The Yul Brynner plays this this singular robot who malfunctions, and half the movie is just these characters running from a murderous robot. A murderous you know, the, the original movie does, doesn't have the depth the show has in terms of all the layers and context and all this. It's it's like a robot malfunctions and chases you and kills everybody in his path. Yep. Um, Terminator slasher movie. Yep, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's, you know, it's yeah, and and I I think I think I don't know if it has to be the sex equals death. Right, I think that's. I think that's. that's I don't. I don't think. I mean, it, it's very. It makes it very identifiable. But a, that that's a slasher movie of a certain era. Yeah. Of a certain style. Yeah. Um. Because yeah. it does go beyond that. I think it's it's the it's retribution. You know, the slasher yeah. is is retribution on somebody. It's it's payment. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. It's but, fun. But look, if there, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. If there's any ones that we missed, tweeted us. Uh, is, tell us is, what you think is us. nick's pick a slasher movie? is the faculty a slasher movie and if you say that it's not i will fight you <laughs> i will fight you because I, I just i was looking for a way to get the faculty in so let me justify right, this. let just me have had, had to just fit the faculty in i mean i love it i want to watch it <clears throat> clea I'm duvall are you kidding me oh my god she's amazing dude when she came to hamilton can i tell you something i, I you met I, her at hamilton i me and javon have a picture with her on instagram <sighs> Dude, when she Man. came to Hamilton, because like she, so she came backstage and she was very, so sweet. Uh, and Clay Duvall, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know you were so sweet. But literally, you know, everyone was like, "Oh my God, I loved you in this and I loved you in this." And I just was like, "Yo, listen, you were in the faculty, <laughs> and I just need you to know. I know that you've done so many things beyond that that have been so. You know, you did the Laramie Project, you did all this shit." Carnival, 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 which is uh, we got to talk about that show because that is that is a show. I might rewatch that soon. I love that show. I want to. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you know the faculty. That is, in my opinion, your masterwork. I didn't say that to her, but but I wanted wanted to be like, yeah, that 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 movie changed. Was she in the craft? She like kind of fit that same mold as the girl from the craft. I don't think she was in it. Craft, but but it was that same Robin Tunney. You know, yeah. not uh, Nev Campbell kind of thing she had going she's on. She's been, I mean, she's literally been in everything. The faculty, I'm looking at her filmography. The faculty, she's all that. Girl Interrupted, 21 Grams, The Grudge, Zodiac, Conviction, Argo, Carnival, 
uh, Lizzie Borden Chronicles, American Horror Story, Veep. Like she, this woman has had a career and has earned a career. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like she is incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, check out Clay Duvall if you haven't. But uh, yeah, man. So the faculty and uh, and uh, whatever the fuck you picked, you know, Candyman, can, Candyman, 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 can. I'm it's glad not, they got through that whole movie without playing Candyman, can. I am also glad because that would have ruined the Ooh, loop. That would have absolutely ruined it. Yeah, man. Ruined you know, it. but listen. You just go and you have the best Halloween. And anyone listening to this, we wish you the best, safest. Be, be safe out there. You know, be everyone safe. in masks. It's going to yeah. be safe. Yeah, I've seen some really cool Halloween contraptions for delivering candy. People using PVC pipe and creative yeah. ways to give, give candy to the masses. Make it happen. And if you are staying in for Halloween, be sure to check out uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. The concert starring myself and our and our guest, James uh, Uh did you not? Did you know? You know about you know about. No, this, I Alex. did know about that. Yeah. yeah, I just you're plugging. I'm yeah, super. I'm, I'm happy baby. for you. Check, plug sh- away. Sh- plug away. Check it out. October 31st. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be crazy. Where? How do I see that? If I want to see that, um, it's going to drop here. It on. I mean, I think it's gonna drop on Instagram via the Actors Fund Instagram handle and uh, YouTube. There's gonna be a there's a bunch of press out about it. So check it out. Yeah. Which and, one uh, do you play? I'm still. I play Lock. Lock. In turn, lock, shock, and barrel. Kidnap Mr. Sandy Yeah, Claus. lock, shock, and barrel. He's the he's the one with the, the devil, devil or the yeah, skull. He's the devil. the devil guy. He's the devil. Gotcha. Yeah, man, it's pretty. It's pretty Love insane. It. It's pretty insane. Love it. Cool. Yeah, yeah dude. All right, All right. Well, we'll see you next time, everybody. See you next time. Little Justin. Little Justin. Little Justin. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.